You're listening to She Likes to Go Slow, and today I'm really excited to have a little visit with Frankie Spice Morelli, the author of The Mob Diet Cookbook. Thanks for joining us, Frankie. Well, thank you very much. Now, it was kind of interesting how I learned about you because my friend was going to buy a car, about a hybrid truck, and the person selling the car was your friend Jimmy John. How do you know this guy? How did you guys meet up? I heard an interesting story, but I'd like to hear your side of it. Okay. Well, basically, um, I uh, was involved in um, stocks and such, and I ended up getting in trouble (laughs) (laughs) and uh, uh, ended up at a high-security federal detention center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And even though I had a financial crime, I had no victims, so I had no restitution. So I more or less was just set as an example because four lawyers signed off on what I did, and I was the one that was made the example. So I ended up 38 months at a very rough place beyond what you could imagine because I'd never been in trouble a day in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's where I ended. But after I got through with the FDC Philadelphia, I ended up getting sent to a camp in Inglewood, Colorado. And, and of course, I didn't get the Martha Stewart treatment to start with. But <laughs> they, they really took it out on me. But once I got to the camp, uh, they put me into the kitchen. And I became friends with uh, JJ or, or Jimmy John or James John. And we both worked in the kitchen together. And he was a very uh, smart and intelligent and hardworking individual, a lot younger than me, but we became very good friends. And uh, I had told him about the idea of mob because, you know, people are infatuated with the mafia. Mm -hmm. And I became acquainted with several mafia people in Philadelphia, and they took a liking to me, and they let me put them in their book. But the whole acronym for mob actually is mercy and optimism beyond borders. Everybody deserves a, a second chance in life, whether you're mafia, uh, just a person hooked on drugs, eating disorder, whatever you may have. So uh, JJ and I decided while we were together to build a brand called Mob, M-O-B-D. And uh, JJ and his wife, Kira, have been instrumental in developing this brand, and they're both out of the, the Boise area, I guess, Caldwell now. Mm-hmm. J.J. Uh, and Kira both overcame a lot of demons in their lives and turned their lives around. And are really highly intelligent, great people, and they've gone through atrocities uh, that most people could not even imagine in their lives, okay, and overcame them and uh, turn their lives around. Now they have two beautiful kids. Uh, they're doing really well. And it just shows you that whatever life throws in your way, you can overcome those obstacles and turn your life around for the better. And uh, that kind of J.J. and Kira, who are involved in the uh, Ma brand, J.J. is the producer of the book. Kira is uh, the person that has done a lot of photography, you know, helped proof the book, etc. So they definitely are in your neck of the woods. And they also run our fulfillment center, which is um, in the Boise area, where they send uh, books all over the country and actually all over the world. Because our brand, uh, although it's in its early stages, we are basically in, in it for the long run. 
Yeah, I really loved Jimmy John's energy and the way he was. I wasn't even buying the car, but we had some great discussions about what he was into and getting on the right side of things and different books he was reading, like The Power of Now from Eckhart Tolle. I'm like, yeah, I totally have that book. So I love the direction of this book. We're talking about the Mob Diet Cookbook, M-O-B-B. I think it's one of the most exciting cookbooks I've seen in years, and I love how the recipes have some mobster stories between them. How many of these characters have you actually known personally? All of them that are in the book. (laughs) Wow. Except for uh, Lucky Lucian and Al Capone. But the bo- the ones I wrote about, like, okay, let's start with Frankie the Ice Pick. His real name was, uh, well, was, he, he passed on last year, Frankie Narducci. Frankie Narducci uh, was a hitman for the Philadelphia Mafia. You can Google him. According to the FBI, he whacked 98 people. Wow. But he actually whacked over 150. And how I got to know him, uh, once I was at the uh, Maximum Security Detention Center in Philadelphia, one of the uh, prison uh, psychologists, uh, Dr. Cook, took a like it to me, and she said, well, you're good with people. We want to make you a suicide companion. So then I got transferred to the psych ward, mm. and uh, I would live with some of these nutcases 24-7, and then I would have to monitor them. So I had more interaction with these kind of people than the psychiatrist or psychologist did. And... They hauled in Frankie the ice pick on a wheelchair because he had alcohol poisoning so bad that we had to dry him out for about 10 days. Wow. And then I became friends with him. And that's how I, I met Frank Narducci, okay? Another mafiosa that I met, and you can Google he and his father both, uh, Nicky Scarfo Jr., Nicky Scarfo Sr. was called Little Nicky Scarfo. And if you look in the book, there's a picture of him with his Goomba bodyguard. Okay. And his son, Jr., they had an assassination attempt, attempt on his life when he was eating at an Italian restaurant in the Philly area called Dante and Luigi. They opened up on him and, and shot him eight times in the chest, and he left. Okay, so he became my friend at um, the detention center in Philadelphia because he had me checked out. I checked out fine. Then he told the gangs to stay away from me and that I was kind of like under his protection, so to speak. So that was a good thing. Yeah, so Frankie the Ice. Tommy Guns in the book. Mm -hmm. He was a real-life mafioso, interesting character. His dad went to prison uh, for like 15 or 20 years. His brother was actually whacked in a gang war. And his brother was real big and tough. And it took about 12 or 13 guys to take him out. And they actually held him down and cut his heart out. I didn't put that in the book. Whoa. And Tommy Guns, real name is not Tommy Guns. And his real name, uh, he changed his name from uh, that to Michael Thompson, to an Irish name. But if you look in the book, he's married to an Irish lady. But what makes him really interesting was he decided to leave the mafia after his brother got whacked and and, uh, make a different life, so he changed his name. But, you know, old habits still stick around. So he ended up getting into the marijuana business in the Philadelphia area, and this was, you know, years ago when it was totally illegal. And he uh, was a self-made millionaire by the time he was 18, even though he can barely read or write, because I had to do a lot of his correspondence for him. He's highly intelligent. He was 40-some, not 40-some and all, but he was undefeated as an amateur boxer. 
He could beat anybody, even the real big guys in arm wrestling. He's just unbelievable athlete. He could throw a baseball like 90-some miles an hour. But he decided to go along that life. And pretty much he had all the uh, Philadelphia uh, cops bought off. But then later on he got into a, a script ring with some doctors where they would write phony you know, prescriptions mm-hmm. and get a lot of you know, hard car uh, drugs like Oxycontin and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that all was going really, really well. Well, the one doctor got um, greedy, and he actually hired the pagans who he was partners with, which is a, a motorcycle gang on the East Coast that makes the Hells Angels look like Walt Disney. Well, anyway, they whacked the doctor's wife, okay? So they, because uh, the doctor didn't want to pay her alimony. Then they whacked one of uh, Tommy's friends, and then they put a contract out on Tommy's family. And, and, and then, uh, so now it was like interstate, so it was a federal deal, not a, you know, local Philly deal. Well, once they put a, a contract on his family, he turned, uh, you know, state's evidence or federal uh, evidence uh, uh, under the protection because it's one thing, you know, where he could pretty much speed up about anybody, but when they went after his family, that was a whole different story. So he uh, ends up in the detention center in Philadelphia, and then they put a contract out on him for, I think it was like fifty or $100,000. So they put him on the psych ward pretty much for protection, and he became my friend as well. And now he's out and he's home, and, uh, you know, we, we communicate regularly. And then another one in the book was a crip named Tyree the Gangster Scott, okay? He, he grew up in Philadelphia, and um, when he was eight, his family sent him, of all places, to Compton, California, which might be even rougher than Philadelphia. <laughs> so anyway, he ends up becoming a member of the crip, and he ends up in prison for 16 years. And uh, basically, he's out now. He's completely turned his life around. He's a mason. He runs two or three businesses. He's now a mentor for inner city youth. He's completely turned his life around. Uh, He married a a psychologist, has two beautiful daughters. He's got them into karate. He's also a second-degree black belt in karate. Another gangster that I was buddy with is now a rapper. Yeah, in Aurora, Colorado. His real name was John Air Moore. He was the shot caller for the Crips, and now he um, goes by the name Get Paid Spade. Okay, so these are all real people. I'm not even exaggerating. You know, sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction. Right. Now, you've got some amazing stories, and I'm really hoping that by the end of this interview, maybe I can get a mob nickname from you. I'll let you think about that in the back of your head. Uh, names like Tommy Guns, you've been talking about, Frankie the Ice Pick, lots of guys named Frankie, apparently. And uh, are the mobs anything like we see in the movies? Well, some are and some aren't, because I was also friends with Eddie the Racer, who was like a collector. But I had one mafioso guy that was built like uh, Schwarzenegger, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was so rough at the detention center in Philly that people that were sane would go crazy. And he would cry like a baby, okay? Uh, you know, you wouldn't think a real macho guy like that would uh, cry like a baby. Right. So it was so, some of them are really tough, but a lot of them break down like anybody else, okay? Sure. Once uh, things are tough, you know, bad, they just can't cope with it. Mm-hmm. I had another friend that was a highly intelligent attorney, and uh, 
he upset a federal judge, and uh, he didn't even get a misdemeanor. But he was still there for two years, and they put him in solitary confinement or the shoe for about six months. Then finally in a uh, dry cell, and he went on a hunger strike and finally got out. Wow. So now he's messed up mentally and physically yeah. for the rest of his life because yeah. he couldn't handle it because uh, it's really, really rough where where I was. I mean, six guys would beat up two guys. Guys would throw uh, hot oil on other guys' faces. They would hit people with locks across the face. There were spikes all the time, and a lot of the fights stemmed over food or the, te- or the television set or gambling. Mm-hmm. That's why I really didn't gamble anymore. I might have done a few uh, football pools, but I just wouldn't do that anymore. Yeah. Because it was re- really rough. I was on Ramon, uh, and I had to see the psychiatrist and psychologist for a while. But I started working out a lot, and then I didn't need it anymore because I, I felt good about myself, and I was helping other people, and then I was writing. So that kind of got me turned around. Yeah, we're talking about the Mob Diet Cookbook, M-O-B-B, which has got some amazing, amazing recipes. And we're speaking now to Frankie Spice Morelli. And uh, the biggest thing I see with this book and the website is how much teamwork is involved, how many people it took to get this project going. And Jimmy John talks about, uh, to me, when we were chatting, food addiction and and recovery, uh, different things he's been through with uh, turning his life around. What are some of the experts that make this whole experience possible in this book? Okay, well... The next edition, which we're coming back, is uh, Dr. Sandra Frank, okay? According to global data, she is considered one of the five top uh, dietitians slash wellness experts on the planet. She said she couldn't put the book down. Uh, you can Google her. She's mm-hmm. Dr. Sandra Frank out of Coral Springs, Florida. She's come on board, and she's analyzed every single recipe. So now the, the next edition will have every recipe from calories to carbohydrates plus diet tip. And she's got about 50,000 social media uh, followers that are organic. She's on board, okay? We have one of the best design teams in the United States, according to my estimation, and that's Addie uh, and Darren. They're in uh, the book, Uh, Addie Evans, uh, Darren Goodwin. They are top-notch designers, and uh, they have really made the book over the top with their design work. I mean, you know, my mother was a librarian. I've seen thousands of cookbooks. And the way they laid it out, designed it, and put it together is pretty amazing for uh, something that's self-published. And, and, and we have to give them a whole lot of credit because they are the ones that have done that part. Yeah. JJ's wife, Kira, has done a phenomenal job with the photography. And then I had another gentleman named Brian Sisson, who's an engineer, but he actually produced a couple of movies. He also did the other photography, so they did a, a wonderful job. And then my friend Mark Zokowski, who is uh, from Rio Lancho, New Mexico, and we've been friends ever since we were four years old. For about 63 years, we've been best friends. He's given us a lot of support to make this happen, both uh, basically being cheering us on, and then he's vested a sizable amount of money to make uh, this uh, project work. So between Kira... JJ and Mark and Addie and Darren and then, you know, Dr. Sandra Frank, they've done a wonderful job. And then on top of that, we've got a marketing guy who went to the lead school of business, which is one of the top 1% of the uh, business schools in the United States, which is out of uh, Colorado University, Boulder. 
he's an expert at analytics and, and uh, you know, all the new age social media digital marketing. He's on board 100%, and we're fortunate to have him. And then uh, we also have a publicist originally out of Fifth Avenue in New York City uh, named Justin Lober. He was head of marketing for Random House, and then he went on his own in 2006, and he's represented uh, many people such as Michael Jordan, Cindy Crawford, Elvira, Anthony Bourdain, Andrew Zimmerman, and some uh, Oscar-winning actresses, etc. He took us on, so he pretty much seemed that we were at least a diamond in the rough uh, because he wouldn't have taken us on because it hurts his reputation unless he brings on successful uh, you know, projects because he's only as good as his last book, so to speak. And then we have a group out of Georgia called Book Candy Studio, and they have produced a lot of our, our video. And the last one that they did is, is just killer good. They've all helped us get to this point. So it's not just one person. It's a collaboration or teamwork of several different people that have helped us Exactly. You have a great team and a really beautiful product that is out. We're talking about the Mob Diet Cookbook and speaking with Frankie Spice Morelli. And I like that you're against the starvation diets. You've got this 14-week plan in there, some fun daily diet plans so people can do some shopping and plan for the week and actually eat amazing fresh food and maybe lose a little bit of weight. Can you tell me why there is so much love for San Marzano tomatoes? Okay. Well, basically, when I grew up, and my mother was a fabulous uh, cook, as is my wife and my wife's mother, and my grandmother was the world's best cook. She she taught me how to make pasta when I was like four or five years old. She taught me and Mark. We were learning how to make pasta when we were very young. But uh, the reason is, okay, a lot of the tomatoes that you buy in the store are very inconsistent. The acid levels are different all over the map even two cans of the same brand are all over the map. Mm-hmm. And so I learned about San Marzano tomato. And one of my friends, I'll just say Joey, owns an Italian restaurant. He's a million times better cook than I'll ever be, or chef. But I said, hey, your sauce has a horrible aftertaste, and so does your uh, meatball. So we're talking about San Marzano. But anyway, I said, the problem is you add too many spices, and it's never consistent, like you add sugar, oregano, and about 20 other spices to make the sauce. And once you eat it, you know, it, it kind of doesn't sit well with you, you know, the next day or mm-hmm. that night. So I, I took him to New York, and I took him to a lot of the top Italian restaurants there, and I took him to Vegas, etc. And with a San Marzano tomato, it's consistent. And San Marzano tomatoes were originally grown in volcanic ash. Okay, in, in southern Italy, mm-hmm. and, and uh, they became very popular. So basically, the reason they're so good is you don't need to add sugar, you don't need to add uh, oregano because they're already naturally sweet. So, for example, my designer Addie, I told her about the San Marzanos, and first she didn't believe me. So I said, Addie, all you need to make the the uh, really good sauce. Stand out with San Marzano tomatoes, which they pack a little fresh basil in with them. Garlic, salt, and pepper. That's it. And and then you can add, you know, of course, the olive oil to, to saute it. And then you, you just puree the San Marzano tomatoes, and you put them in uh, and cook it for about four hours. You get it to rolling boil, then let it simmer. And it makes the greatest sauce 
And you don't have to be Bobby Flay or Giada or the Pioneer Woman. Mm -hmm. Somebody that can barely boil water can make a better tasting sauce than a chef that puts 20 or 30 different ingredients in in inconsistent tomatoes. So that's why San Marzano tomatoes are so good. And, And I'll give you one better secret. It's because San Marzano tomatoes were becoming hard to get. A California producer basically uh, uh, put together some San Marzano tomatoes under a brand called Alta Cucina. That's A-L-T-A-C-U-C-I-N-A. And all your big uh, food suppliers to restaurants and such now sell them. You can also order them online uh, from Amazon and places like that. And that's the United States San Marzano tomato. And a lot of times it's better than the ones you can get from Italy because they're fresher and they're not knockoff. And anybody that's tried it, including my wife, who's a million times better cook than I'll ever be, my two daughters, they couldn't believe how great these uh, tomatoes make the sauce. The sauce is a bright uh, red, very vibrant, and it's got unbelievable taste to it. And you can use these tomatoes for soup, chili, anything that you'd re- use regular tomatoes, you can use these uh, Alta Catina or San Marzano tomatoes, and it makes a way better uh, product. And no matter how good your pasta is or your meatballs or whatever, if you don't have a good sauce, you know, the sauce helps make makes the dish. So that's why I really featured the San Marzano tomatoes. Yeah, those are great tips. Thanks so much for that. I'm curious, do you still make your own pasta? Yeah. In fact, I made uh, gnocchi, the potato gnocchi, mm-hmm. uh, about 10 days ago. Right after Thanksgiving, my wa- uh, my daughter's mother-in-law had a bunch of uh, mashed potatoes left over, about 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. So I-, I made a bunch. I made, by the time I added, uh, you know, the eggs and the uh, flour and everything, I had about 20-some pounds. I, I made them. Um, I cooked them. And basically, my son... And his family, which there's, I guess, about six, my daughter and my one daughter was two, my other daughter was four, and me and my wife, we had enough pasta that lasted us each about four or five mils, and they ate every scrap of it. So I just made that. Now, uh, we, my wife made sauce today, and I made uh, about 150 meatballs yesterday for my book signing. So I actually am doing two book signings, one Saturday at Covered Treasures in Monument. Uh, Colorado, and then the other one Sunday, gourmet, uh, the Sparehawk Gourmet um, Cookware in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and this will be my third signing in three weeks there because they like uh, my meatballs so much and they like the book, but I, I'm not sure if the own, two owners like my meatballs better or they, get <laughs> meatballs or they like the book or they like both. Yeah, well, that's some smart thinking to bring meatballs to your book signing. That's the way to do it for sure. We're talking to Frankie Morelli of the Mob Diet Cookbook, M-O-B-B. We're going to put links to the book for sale on our page. I really hope you come through Boise because I was telling Jimmy John, there's a local bookstore here called Rediscovered Books that I'm sure would be happy to stock your book. And they always have authors coming in for talks and signings. So we'd love to see you come over here at some point. Do you want to tell us what your website and socials are? Yeah. And anybody that buys it, we'll give them a special deal. JJ can give you the exact code that you can uh, put on your interview. Okay. The code is Frankie, F-R-A-N-K-I-E, Frankie. Basically, our website is OurMob.com. That's O-U-R-M-O-B-D.com. Anybody listening to your show can get the book for half off. Wow. And a lot of people have paid fifty nine ninety five for the book, but for a Christmas gift special... 
will give it for $30 anywhere in the United States. And what most people don't realize, this is a huge coffee table hardback book that weighs about five pounds, and it costs almost $7 just for shipping. Mm -hmm. So they would get it for a Christmas gift for $30, including shipping. And one gentleman in Canyon City, Colorado, actually bought 52 copies because he's got a huge family. So he's given them to all of his family and friends. Several people have bought eight or ten copies as, as Christmas gifts because it's not just another cookbook. It's got the mafia stories. It's got stories about hope and inspiration, etc. And it's very unique because the photography is nice. And we've got tons of really good reviews. We've got, if you go to our website, we've got 226 five-star reviews. And some of the top food uh, book ex- or cooking experts have gone crazy. Like one lady um, who I've never met out of New York, she's got her own TikTok channel called Master the Cookbooks. Mm-hmm. And we actually made it to the finals, and we went head-to-head with uh, Emeril Lagasse. He's a pretty famous chef. Right. And our recipe beat his Wow. on, on mastering cookbooks. And this is not something I paid for. Uh, JJ can send you over the link. We actually beat him. Or, or, no, I could never beat him as a chef. I'm not <laughs> even a chef. I could barely boil water. <laughs> but uh, the things I make come out good because they're simple to make. Yeah, I love that they're simplified and, and they're pretty healthy too. And uh, there's so much more to this book other than it being a beautiful cookbook full of stories and a lot of time you can spend going through it. It is uh, a culture from what I've seen because you're adding to it. You've got your whole team doing different things and coming up with new ideas. The Facebook page always has some cool stuff on it. I was looking at Two-Tone Tony's Roasted Beets Recipe and the Marconi's Mediterranean Salmon and Parchment Paper. Amazing stuff. And it's not like you put out the book and that's it. You're touring and you're supporting it and doing more stuff. So I really encourage people. And thank you for this discount we're going to give out on the websites so people can get it for 50% off. The code is Frankie, F-R-A-N-K-I-E, Frankie. Yeah. And the other thing is every recipe in our book tells a story. Mm -hmm. Unlike other cookbooks, you know, there's some history behind it. And even on the carrots, for example, we I even have a dumb poem about the carrots called Gladiator's so it's interesting it's unique it's different you know and and it's fun and it's entertaining it is and i love sharing it with friends too i think we're going to do a party um with some friends that i've got that also got the book and we're going to each make a a dish from that and make it one meal together i think that's a really great thing to do and if if people order that book right now you think in the united states they'd have a good chance getting it by the holiday well they would get it in five or six days perfect jj or james john is the world's best at fulfillment fulfilling things. He'll have it out. For example, um, a friend ordered books like four days ago, uh, you know, like a thousand miles away, they, they got it today. He's very good at getting stuff out. And, and so, yes, if they ordered it in the next few days, they would probably have it by the end of next week or the first of the following week. That's a great plan for the holiday. If you're looking for something for someone who loves to cook or loves Italian food or loves mob stories, you want to get this cookbook called The Mob Diet Cookbook. My name's Rochelle. I don't know if you came up in time with uh, some kind of mobster name I, I could have, maybe. Well, it depends. I don't want to insult you, but you could be, you know, uh, Rochelle the Babe, Rochelle uh, the Mobette, you know. Yeah, yeah, those are good. Mobette. 
The Mob Eddie is a really cool name because it's like a Radio City Rocket, so that means you're very beautiful, uh, but you like to eat because you're Italian. You know, that's why a Mob Ed. Sure. So you have to have recipes that are fun and taste great, but you still have to keep your figure for the Mob Guys to keep them happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you so much for talking to us today. We'll put all the links up for your book, and we'll get that code posted as well. Talking to Frankie Spice Morelli, author of Mob Diet Cookbook. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. Well, thank you. And if you want to get in touch, you can call me anytime. You can call me anything but late for dinner. Thanks for joining us for She Likes to Go Slow. For more info and upcoming podcasts, visit shelikestogoslow.com.